Hey, have you ever been in a winning trade and only wish you had bought more? What about this? Have you ever been in a losing trade and wondered if you should buy more because you'll end up making more money when it turns around? Let's talk about averaging up and down and when those strategies are appropriate and when they're just not good ideas. This is both a combination of experience and information I've read and heard from other investors. Let's jump right in. After, I give you time to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode to your socials. We'll talk when you're done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, let's find out what these mean, right? Averaging up and averaging down. Averaging refers to the price paid to enter a position. What is the average price of each security you purchase in stocks? Uh, what's the average price per stock of the total position? Uh, in options, what's the average price per contract you own? For example, if you open a $1,000 position in company XYZ, whose stock price at the time is $10, then the 100 shares I own have an average of $10 per share. Averaging up means to pay more to extend the position than was previously paid. Uh, considering the same stock and position, 100 shares of XYZ uh, at an average price of $10 a share. If the shares go up to $11 a share and I buy 100 more shares, I'd have 200 shares of XYZ stock. But I've invested $2,100, right? The $1,000 for the first purchase and the $1,100 on the second purchase when the stock went up a dollar. The average price of all of my shares together has gone up from $10 a share to $10.50 a share. That's averaging up. Now, the same thing can be done with options contracts. Averaging down, as you've probably guessed by now, means that you uh, have an average cost to enter the position go down in subsequent purchases. Consider the same example, except the price of the shares have gone down since the first purchase. When you purchase additional shares or contracts as the stock price goes down, the average cost to enter the position went down as well. When deciding when it's appropriate to average up and down, it's important to consider the overall strategy you're using. When building a long-term portfolio filled with strong companies, each with their own story, Averaging down is acceptable as long as the fundamentals behind the company are still attractive to you. Now, many investors refer to this as buying stocks on sale or at a discount. For example, if you have bought, if you had bought Coca-Cola in 2018 at a, an average price of $45 a share, the stock ran up to $60 at the start of 2020. Then, because of uh, COVID-19 and that uh, that scare, right? It, the stock fell 50% from the top down to $36. But nothing had changed about the company or its fundamentals. If the company was still attractive in 2020 uh, to you as it had been in 2018 when you bought it, then you would have been right to buy more shares at a lower price. 
And you have been, you would have been rewarded because much of the market felt the same way, bidding the price back up to $50, sitting at $53 today. You would have been profiting from your original investment at $45, and you would have brought down your average cost per share down if you had bought when the market crashed it to $36 a share. Thus, your profit overall would have increased. That's a great use of averaging down. Averaging down in a trade, however, is not a great idea. And I'll say it. Uh, I'll say uh, just this, right? Because I've made mistakes several times in the past before with my own money, and I've read about mistakes several times in the past with other people's money. If the trade is not showing you a profit, just get out. There's no reason to. Uh, there's no reason to think you know better than other investors in the trade. If your position begins to go against you, that means that the at that moment the rest of the market disagrees with you. In that instance, it's you against the world, right? Not great odds. To add to your position and put more money at risk with deteriorating odds is a financially reckless thing to do. Now, averaging up is really a bad idea. Now, I can see it being a bad decision, uh, considering that same Coca-Cola example, when you buy based on greed or ignorance. In the example where we talked about Coca-Cola, at $45 a share with the initial purchase, and it went up to $60 the next year. It would have been a poor decision to buy more up at $60. Why? Because you were already sitting on a great profit and there was no precedent for the price at that level. Meaning that there was no previous history. That is the highest it has ever been. And you have no idea what it's likely to do up at those prices. So it's just best to enjoy the ride. Now there are exceptions to every rule. Uh, or philosophy, however, right? Tesla, for example, defies almost every investing philosophy. This is just my thought because it will work more times than not kind of sticking to the rules that I mentioned before, right? The outliers like Tesla are considered outliers for a reason. Now, averaging up can be good when you're uh, trading, right? So we said averaging up may not be a great idea, when you're investing for the long term and you're you're sitting on a great profit and the stock has gone up to all-time highs, it might not be best to average up at those highs. Now, averaging up in a stock trade or an options trade might be a good idea considering these factors, right? Now, there are several styles to trading. One popular strategy is entering into a position in lots. The greatest trader of all time, Jesse Livermore, uh, tested his theory with any kind of trade, with an initial purchase of stock. Once that first lot showed him a profit, he would purchase a second lot higher. If the stock pulled back, once it passed that second lot, pulled back down to the second lot price where he entered that second uh, position and bounced back up, he would buy his third and final lot once the price moved above after testing that second lot price. If the price had broken below where he bought that second lot, then he would exit the trade. Thus, he practiced averaging up in one-third lots until he had his full position, as long as the stock or commodity moved up in the fashion he found comfortable. Now, he intended to sell that position in a shorter time frame than, say, a Warren Buffett who owned Coca-Cola, right? owns positions in Coca-Cola and Apple and, and other large companies. So uh, Jesse Livermore entered with the intention of selling in a shorter time frame. When you're buying for a longer time frame, averaging up 
uh, with no end in sight or no target in sight and just planning to hold when you're at all-time highs might not be the greatest idea. Again, this is just my own theories. It works for whoever and whomever can make them work. Um, but you are free to try it on your own. I just know that I've lost money. And I want to let you know kind of the best ways that I've found to to be successful in this way. Now, come down to, from me, the average trader, and move on to the greatest of all time. Warren Buffett is the greatest investor of all time. He averages down on his long-term positions, like I said before. Jesse Livermore, the greatest trader of all time, averages up on his trades, not his long-term positions, on his trades in one-third lots as they begin to move in his favor. Now, both averaging up and averaging down are acceptable strategies to build a position over time, but using them appropriately is crucial. My frame of mind is this, right? If those two giants of the industry made their fortunes utilizing uh, those strategies in a way that I just mentioned, then I think it's wise to follow in their footsteps until something better comes along. Uh, I'll repeat it here again. Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time, averages down on his long-term positions as long as the company fundamentals are still attractive to him. Jesse Livermore, the greatest trader of all time, averaged up on his trades in one-third lots as long as the first purchase showed him a profit and the price did not violate the second purchase price on the retracement. Now, go leave a five-star review, join the Discord, and I'll talk to you Wednesday. Just remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Adventure.